Hey, welcome to another episode of Jesus in Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. I want to welcome two of my favorite people um, in the world to have a kind of funny conversation, but it's only a conversation that I could have with them. Um, so to I have my friend Letitia, and I also have the right Reverend Ashley uh, on the line. Uh, so uh, welcome to y'all. Gunshots, all that stuff, riding the car dirty. Well, yeah, welcome y'all. Thanks for having um, us. I don't know why you called me the right Reverend when you are the Bishop of this podcast, so. <laughs> I echo that. Thank you. Thank you for having me also as well, too. <laughs> so so today, uh, I wanted to run this idea across y'all. So I was having a conversation the other day, and I was just like, um, and, this were, and this is being recorded in January. A lot of times, you know, folks are doing New Year, New Me, all of that stuff. And I was just like, I already fasted enough in my life to like keep me through faster during a pandemic. Like I was raised in church and I fasted like when I was in high school, fasted when I was in college, you know? Is there a point where like people fast too much? I think, um, I don't know if too much is the word, but I think people can fast out of ritual and do it too much just for ritual's sake and not for the purpose of what scripture and Christ intended. And they feel as if me fasting, if the more I fast out of the ritual's sake, out of just the more I just fast for fast sake, then the more I can get this reward or this end goal or whatever. I think that's when it's fasting too much. Um, yeah, I think outside of that, um, maybe they just don't like to eat child. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tisha? I think, uh, I think I agree with Ashley, but I think a lot of it too, because again, I grew up in church also. And so I've been fasting my whole life, but I don't think I understood what fasting was until I became an adult. And I went to a church or joined a ministry that explained it to me and like explained to me the sacrifice because I was just fasting dumb stuff. Like I'm not going to eat French fries today or whatever. And like, there was no real sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so I think people fast too much because they don't know the weight of it like I think that that's where the disconnect is and so they just do it like randomly without any weight yeah I think that uh a lot of people just be going on diets um realistically and you don't really know what's happening you know or like why you doing it um I was having a conversation about the Daniel fast and I was little, somebody was just like, oh yeah, so I can't have no rice and I can't have, uh, I was like, Daniel wasn't eating rice, bro. Like, you should read that again. Like he couldn't have been eating, he couldn't have, you know, been eating, you know, the, the wheat or whatever, just the things of the time. And so it was one of those things where I, I was actually baffled because I think I think that leads me into like the next thing is a lot of the stuff that we do at church is ritualistic or a lot of things that like we know to be true about church 
are more ritual than they are about relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so you two are two people that I talk to often about um, just new age stuff, uh, just new age stuff. It's like, hey, what if we did this thing um, to bring youth out? Or if, what if we did this thing to attract more people to Jesus? Or how can we have, you know, just different conversations with people who kind of like challenge our theology, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to ask y'all, like, you know, in your everyday, I know Tisha, you're, you and Ashley are walking evangelists and y'all just evangelize. Uh, drop it right now. <laughs> no matter drop if it's it, an Uber ride, Target, yeah. the container uh, store, or, um, or, you know, just anywhere, you know, what would you guys say to someone that's just like, yo, why we got to fast? Mm-hmm. I'll, well, first, I'm going to start off with the, the fact of you calling me the walking evangelist, and evangelism is my lowest score. Me and Tisha talk about this all the time. Listen. Evangelism is my lowest score, but I think even to piggyback on what Tisha said earlier, not until recently, um, a team that I'm on, we decided, they decided, because I didn't decide, to read a book on evangelism, and I wasn't for it, because I was like, all everything I know about evangelism is not me. And not until I learned what it actually is was I like, oh, snap, I kind of am doing this. I'm still never going to call myself an evangelist. Like, that's not it. Um, but I think even that, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a ritual thing. And people, if they, don't, if they don't take it from the lane of relationship, it gets contorted. And so I think when it comes to um, fasting, that you have to be able to do it out of a real conviction, right? Like if you're not actually giving something that's weighty, then this isn't a true sacrifice to God. Um, I think you have to, if somebody's like, yo, like why should I fast? Then that's a that's where you want to start. If you don't know why you're fasting and you're fasting, go eat an Oreo, go eat. <laughs> like if you don't know why you're doing it, the Lord will be more pleased with you and cheer it as you're cheerfully eating or doing whatever it is, then you just kind of being out here um, misguided and misdirected. So like first get educated. Um, yeah. Google scripture, literally go on Google and type in scriptures about fasting, right? But then you don't want to just look at them and read with them. You want to find a community that can help you search through those scriptures and be able to kind of bounce off questions and ideas you have. So whether that's um, possibly hitting up DJ if you listen to this podcast or if it's somebody at um you know that you've seen and they they're you know they seem like they have something about them it, it, it draws you to them you got to be able to do it in community because if not you're just going to be out here fasting for nothing and then thirdly I don't think this is something that should be taken lightly sometimes we say it just out of ritual um but if there's weight there is to pray like seek God the word says that literally if draw not a God and he'll draw not a you, right? And so it's like, if you seek God and be like, God, I don't really know about this fasting thing, but I got some questions. I believe in my heart, a hundred percent, whether through a person, whether through the word, whether through however he wants to speak to you, he'll give you confirmation on how to go about fasting and kind of answer those like gray areas you might have. All right, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that was he better go off. Um, also, I just like to also dispel the myth that I'm an evangelist. That ain't me, dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all will do though. Like, you better go with your nowhere and preach the gospel out here. I think it's great. But uh, to Ashley's point, I think. Uh, I think sometimes, especially being a church kid, I mean, I'm an adult, obviously, but as a church kid, we would just knew that fast happened at the top of January. But the crazy thing was we didn't talk about it in December. December was like, it's going to be my year or whatever, whatever we were saying. And so people weren't prepared. And I think that uh, people who are not familiar with fasting before they jump into a fast, familiarize yourself with fasting. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like maybe like I should say, like join a community or ask people who are a little bit more seasoned. I think what happens is we start these fasts, like you said, DJ in January, and people are just simply counting down to when they can do whatever they want to do again. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not like, Oh, and also, they don't know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to ask God for. They're just simply not eating because, or not whatevering because their pastor or their leader or the whatever is doing it. And so they, they don't know what they're even asking God for. It's just a look at me, God. Look what I didn't do. And then also, I think, I think sometimes we forget too that sacrifice is giving, and God loves a cheerful giver. And so if you're gonna do it with a begrudgingly, like Ashley said, eat an Oreo, because. Like you're not honoring, you're not even honoring your own sacrifice. And so I think that's, uh, that's what I would suggest to a person. Like maybe take a beat, maybe don't do it, you know, right now, you know, really hear it, seek God and see what he wants from you. And then when you find, cause we, we always will be growing and learning things, but mm-hmm. I really wait for God to tell you like, yo, actually, this is what I want for you. This is what I need you to fast from. Because maybe, maybe the Lord don't want you to give up grains. Maybe he wants you to give up. I don't know, smoothies. I can't think of nothing, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like a sacrifice has to be a real sacrifice, not something that's just trendy in the moment. Yeah. And sense. don't just fast because it's January. Yeah. Like we the 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 intent of doing it in the first month is representative of us giving God our first, like giving God our tithe. But mm-hmm. if you don't get this knowledge until July, he is not looking at you <laughs> less than like now your year is cursed. Like, no, like it's it's again getting out of the mindset of like ritual and moving it into turning it into an everyday lifestyle versus something that you do just because you think that's what you're supposed to do to be a good Christian. I and if I may just jump in really quickly, God doesn't exist inside of time. So he's not like, oh, it's February 15th. Shut up. Like, that's not what he's doing. <laughs> like, so you know what I mean? Ask, like, to this moment. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I think uh, you guys made some great points. I think that a lot of times we try to, we try to put our systems on God or we try to, like, put, um, someone said this, I can't think of who it is. If you look, we try to put our judgmental nature on God, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we judge people based off of, or we judge ourselves based off of how we judge people or how we've been taught or how we have been taught to judge people. And sometimes ain't no God in that at all, right? We don't look for the goodness of it. There's goodness in fasting. There's goodness in praying. There's goodness in us being in community. Um, But sometimes we don't look for the goodness that goes along with that all right and so we can it can kind of be mundane i know for me you know fasting um i did it and i remember doing it in college like i would just do on on wednesdays i would do six to six um 
I would have, you know, liquids only six to six. Mind you, I got football practice. And I had football practice at two o'clock. And when it was hot and when it was cold, I was hungry, you know, <laughs> Wednesdays. But I knew why, why I was doing it because I knew that like God was sustaining me at that point, right? Yeah. There was nobody's goodness but God that I was, you know, at that point. But I think that, um, what would you guys say about, you know, people giving up other things, right? So the church is on a corporate fast um, and they decide, a person is like, you know what? I'm training for X, Y, and Z. I need to like go on a financial fast as opposed to like a food fast, you know? I can't really give up food right now, but I can most definitely not, you know, spend money. I I, I won't be a bad steward of my money this month while we're on this fast, right? How, How would you, what would you tell the person that says that? I think for me, um, previously when I've done corporate fasts, um, when it comes to what well, typically we fast from food. And so I remember there's been times where we wouldn't eat till three o'clock, which was not hard for me at all. Cause I don't be eating in, at breakfast. Everybody know that. <laughs> and so, um, it wouldn't really be a sacrifice to me. Like it'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I would kind of want to eat something, but not really, uh, because it's just, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It wasn't a sacrifice for me. And so in that time, I felt like I wasn't giving up a sacrifice. I'm not an expert. So I can't say like, oh, it's cool to fast financially. That's not because I don't know. I'll just say I'll defer to I don't know. But I will say when, when I was uh when I was fasting corporately, when it was a fast, like not eating until three, I'd be like, this is super easy. I'll be hungry. No way. Um, And so I would wait until there were times where things that were difficult for me. And I felt like I wasn't really fasting because I wasn't technically. Yeah. So I guess my answer is, I don't don't know. (laughs) I appreciate that answer. I think a lot of people don't know how to, don't know how to defer to the, I don't know. Yeah. And it, and it traps a lot of us. We actually, you know, the article that we were reading, um, Uh where, Ashley, did you want to answer? I think, um, I feel like that type of question doesn't get brought up enough in the body, right? Because again, we can kind of get very caught up in like, this is what it's supposed to be. And this is how it's supposed to be. And now mind you, it's not any type of like, you know, condoner to be like, go against what, but certain you have to, I think as a, as a, as a people group, right. Of believers, we have to be better at understanding the context of people's lives. Right. Mm -hmm. If something's going on, like the, like the example you gave DJ of like so-and-so's training and literally they may not be able to. What I would always do, because scripture tells us, what happens with the multitude of counsel? There be wisdom. wisdom. How Come on, somebody. Um, okay. Like, let somebody, like, again, community, let somebody know who may have a little bit more of a leadership experience. Like, hey, just want to give you a heads up for my accountability's sake. I'm, I know corporately we're doing this, but because of this certain training or possibly we know there's different types of people who have dietary restrictions so this is what I'm going to be doing and what happens with that I feel like by you being able to have that accountability somebody's able to cover you too right because when we're talking corporate fast the goal is to be united in in, um, doing it as one and so you're not out there by yourself because we know fasting um, whether it's money, food, people, things, whatever, it opens you up. And so I feel like that accountability case, if you can't corporately fast with 
like your body or your church, just have somebody that you can be accountable to so you're not mm -hmm. doing it by yourself. That's good. That makes sense. Um, do you think that a lot of people, do you think that that's one of the things that people leave church for? Fasting? Mm -hmm. Fasting? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. Um, no, I think, I guess, a, a, uh, no, I wouldn't say fasting because I feel like fasting isn't talked about a lot. And so I think that you have to be there a lot and a lot of churches to hear about it. Like, like is that church fasting every other day? Like, <laughs> are y'all <laughs> never allowed to eat? I'm so hungry. That's why I'm sorry. I'm hungry. When Jesus is being glorified. Your flesh is dying. Die. Uh, um, I mean, you know, um, hey, so we read this article to the people that are out there. We read this article about why people leave church. Um, not not like disown the church. I'm not saying they don't like believe in God no more, but they just don't believe in the body um, or being with the 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 church going to a church facility or like being around a whole bunch of people jumping screaming doing cartwheels like it's the blues brothers but uh <laughs> i really love that movie um and so i want to engage this conversation right so aside from fasting why do you guys what have been some of the crazy things that you got not crazy because it's not crazy but like what, what would some of the things be that that you guys have heard of why people like don't rock with church anymore um rock with church anymore or don't rock with church period both okay. is it not the same thing i'm thinking because if you were previously in the body and then you don't do church no more oh right? got it you know as opposed to like i don't feel like church Got it, got no, it, got it. okay. So, like the people that just like stepped away, right? Because I, I told the idea is to have the the to the person. I, I want both sides, right? The person who is out of church, if they were to hear this, and the person mm -hmm. in church that like wants to evangelize to somebody, you know, I want them to see it from both. I want it, I want both sides to be able to be talked to or spoken to. And so you said some of the crazy reasons why we've heard why people have left the church. Yeah, I don't want to phrase it as crazy. Or just interesting. Why, yeah, like the, some, some things are interesting, right? But then there, there's some like logical reasons why people be like, yo, I don't want to rock with y'all no more. Like, I don't want to rock with y'all holy rollers. So <laughs> I, I, I made a mistake. Holy rollers? I don't remember anybody saying holy rollers. Like I've never heard them. Like or something, holy rollers. <laughs> 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 make, make, oh, it holy rollers. make it make it some old lady with her wig about to come off or something i hate it a lot. i like it a lot i like it a lot <laughs> she on the floor. not condoning this at all <laughs> i like to know that i do not reasons why people leave church because that lady wig was about to come off and she had on knee highs or something. oh my god this is so specific who hurt you please, please <laughs> no that lady please that didn't no. give me that sweet potato pie that time i remember her <laughs> Actually, That's I rocked with all the, with, with all the mothers at my old church. Um, mm -hmm. I rocked with all of them. So yeah, they oh, did. Man. They hmm? did real. They did. I said because Donald is an old man, so that you why. are an old man. I've always been an old man there. I've always been an old man. But like, what are some of the reasons? Like, I mean, I know the ones that I've heard. Like, but what about mm -hmm. you guys? Um, I 
Shoo! <laughs> um, I I have never heard it. It's always been like through someone else telling someone else's story, and so no one's ever been like, "Yo, I left this church because whatever." But um, I've heard it where people couldn't get enough attention and like FaceTime with their. And this is at smaller churches. Should I? I should make that preface. Or they couldn't get enough like individualized attention from their like their pastor or their leader or whatever. Like maybe someone was in the hospital or whatever, and they wouldn't come see them, and they got offended. And again, not a big church, but like a small. When I say small, it's probably not technically small. Like a hundred people, church. Um, that's I felt like that was a little ridiculous to me when I heard the story. I was like, that's kind of crazy because pastors be doing other stuff, not just waiting for you to call. Um, and so that felt a little crazy to me. I'm not crazy, but just interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing for me that I've heard um, that makes sense. I've heard two things. Um, one, and this was with actual fruit. This wasn't coming from like a crazy place. Is someone um, recently who is they're they're looking for a new church. Um, well, they're looking for a new church, so they ain't step away from church. But the ones who have stepped away, what I have heard the most is like they do too much, or it's less of a. What I've heard is less of a specific statement and more of an experience, right? Okay. So, like, is it the people? Is it an experience with people? It, all what I can all? say, ninety-six percent of the time, ninety-six. <laughs> it's 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 pointed back to people. Now, granted, I'm only going to speak about um, stuff that is actually like that that has some base and some foundation to it right like not the people who be like i walk past her and she ain't blinking me like no you got but the people who have some legitimacy like what i've heard is pretty much all under the statement of not feeling welcome so whether you know like yo you know what i signed up and i showed up for the group and it kind of felt like everybody was just talking to themselves you know and so then like on that sunday you know, when I tried to say hi to one of them, it looked like they was a little too busy. So that, like, it, it's either uh, like an adding up of exchanges with people where people didn't feel like they belonged. And because of that, it's like, well, if I don't belong here, then why do I need to be here? Like hmm. I can do my own thing. I can, especially right now, not now pandemics don't count y'all. So get that out your head. Um, but especially right now, we're just kind of like the, the buzzword is like, you know, like me and me and God got a relationship, like me and Jesus have a relationship, which is true. But there's a purpose in being a part of a body, not being in a building, but being a part of a body. So a lot of what I hear is people kind of just expressing in one way or another, something made them feel like they just don't belong. Hmm. I just want to get this claim really quickly. Earlier, I was not trying to, I forgot I don't want to offend anybody. I wasn't diminishing feeling looking looked over. I'm just telling you the story of what I heard, guys. I love you all very much. You're all precious. It's okay. <laughs> We're all precious in the sight. In the sight. <laughs> I overall though, we so the feeling, so the feeling of not belonging. Um the ability for us to yeah, I think that feeling of belonging, I think, do you think that sometimes people 
have really, really high expectations of other humans that are Christians? Absolutely. Yeah. I 100%. Okay. Absolutely. And not to, to, to be on their advocate side, they kind of should, right? Mm-hmm. Like if scripture calls us the salt of the earth, their expectation should be pretty high, right? But they should have people to be able to walk them through those expectations. So yeah. that's looking like, oh, okay, cool. You join this team. Great. Okay. We got your number. Cool. Expectations laid out. If you call one of us at 2 a.m. and there's an emergency, we got you. Cool. If you call us at 2 a.m. talking about some, I think like um, it was this time I had a blue shoe and then I had a red shoe. You think God trying to tell me something? Friend, friend. Go to bed. You you know, so it's just like being, you got again, like community is key. You got, you have to have people to even out your expectations. Like, not to like shameless. Like, I don't like people. What about what right. about females? Like, what would you say to that? To the people who don't like people, who don't like people. Like, that's their that's first response. Well, I don't really, you know, rock with people like that. I think, I think, in a community of believers, there is someone for everyone, and so maybe you were previously you thought you didn't like people because you know I don't, that's obviously like a way to protect yourself to say you don't like people, and so. I think a well-rounded church community has a person who is probably getting free from that, thinking that they don't like people or whatever. I think that um, I think that's important to have people to connect with everybody. Not saying like, oh, I live crazy, that person lives crazy, whatever. But I'm just saying like, I think that a well-rounded body of believers has someone to do life on life with someone else, right? Like that's what we're supposed to do, do life with other people. And I think that's in a well-rounded church. In my opinion, there's someone who can speak to that, um, and to figure out why do, why do you feel like you hate people? Because you don't. That's not how you, you design, don't. huh? But yeah, they don't. You right. You you don't hate people. Just uh, think the, about it. Like perfect freaking example, right? Ashley Johnson was not a people person at all. I thought I, when people were nice, I thought they were weird. One of those people being my sister, Leticia. I, I, used to see her, I used to see her walking around. I'm like, why is she so smiley? Like, that's weird. And I did not choose to make Leticia my friend. That, Tisha was not like, oh, let me walk up and make Ashley my friend. That put us in the situation where we had to work with each other. We were each other's coworkers. And through that, she helped me. She was the softener to my little you'll like people, Shell. It was like, God like Tisha says, like within a healthy body, like even like all three of us, me and DJ can attest so many times. So like when we were doing young adult ministry together, like all the things that we said we weren't going to do or that, nah, that ain't us. And because God just knew the right people to put around us, it brought something out of us without forcing it out, without making us feel like we were being um, anything outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the real one. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> it gang, was gang, gang. Falling out. It was like falling out right after. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. No, but that's true. Like I feel that's good, Ashley. I feel like say? community. The, uh, the Trinity is a community, and so why would we do it on earth? Huh? Say it for the people in the back. 
what's funny what's funny and and i don't really care i speak truth to power i don't really care we i i was in a class once and someone brought up the trinity and the person that was speaking about it he was just like nah y'all gotta chill on that because it's just too hard to explain and i'm like bro (laughs) you the one that it was so it was so baffling Oh, it was so baffling. But the Trinity is a community. And I was just baffled because I was just like, bro, how are you the authority at this point? <laughs> they were teaching the class. Oh my God, yes. Um, but in any event, <laughs> I was saying that to say that like getting into the Trinity and like understanding the Trinity, like it is most definitely a community. Uh it, it's most it most definitely is a community. That was deep. Hallelujah. Who's singing? I just said hallelujah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I started was... singing We Are a Family, even though I despise Uh-oh. that song. You don't even love that song. Look at that. See, guys, community makes you sing no. songs more than life. My dream oh. girls. You hear me? Like, of all the songs. I I Donald's top movie. It's, really? It's, I didn't know that. Up there. It's like number, it's like number three. But it's like number three. It's like number three, and it slides depending on mode. Yeah, it slides. It'll it'll slide to like five, but it's like top three. I think tie. I mean, because yeah, but but later have to find the other the other four. I'm interested in other not the other four, (laughs) but go ahead. So um one of my favorite so my all all time favorite movie. Um, is Jerry Maguire. Okay. Um, another one, or well, number one and two was Jerry, number one and one is Jerry Maguire and She Hate Me, which is a, which is a Spike Lee joint. Um, and then Dream Girl slides in at three because you can't really have a two when you got two movies tied together. And so the reason why it slides is because Remember the Titans is on there. I played football, so I remember the Titans is on there. And so, depending on which one, like I'm seeing at the time, it's like number three. And then, like to round off that fifth one, I think I'm gonna have to include all of the Mighty Ducks as one movie. Can I just say I would have never I've in. If someone said, take this $3 million and tell me if Mighty Ducks and or Remember the Titans is on Donald's top five. I, I literally was in high school when that movie came out. Like, Did you cry? High school. Absolutely. When Bertrand got <laughs> shot. Who did you cry? What? Who did you cry? What? It's real life. And so one of my, one of my frat brothers who actually, he actually went to uh tc williams um he was my football coach he was my football coach in high school um yeah he's one of my frat brothers too but he was my he went to he was there the year after they they integrated both schools or they merged both schools so he played quarterback there and then he wound up going to Notre Dame. um from there sorry guys i have derailed this conversation about the gospel we're talking about movies (laughs) But I mean, you can see the—I mean, you can see the gospel in anything, right? So, in remember the Titans. So, in remember the Titans, right? Here we go. They had, Here we they go. Had to come together, huh? to like on on one on on one course, right? Uh-huh. So they could win Thank you, Jesus. The championship. 
So uh-huh. with that, you had two opposing sides. So imagine like you got Paul and then you got <laughs> Peter, right? You got two, you got two that's just like they 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 button heads at a certain point. And Paul had to like speak up and be like, yo, yo, you forgot your first love, bro. Like you for you not really doing this the way that you was supposed to be doing this in the past. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and you kind of you kind of on something new. And okay. so when um so imagine like that moment in remember the titans when um dude that had got hurt he went up to his friend gary and he was like yo mm-hmm. gary why you ain't make that block for red like yeah. you missed that block yeah and so he was just like what you mean like i thought we was on the same side like screw you know screw the black guys and yeah. dude was like nah bro that ain't how this work so right. imagine like but you have to be in community with people for them to be able to call you out. And so Listen. that's literally what was oh. happening when Paul was writing all of those letters. Like, yo, don't forget your first love. Yo, y'all are tripping. Like, don't get swayed by all of these new doctrines that's coming out. So don't get swayed because every never mind, I ain't going down that road. But what you read their Bible. Yeah, it's 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 in there a little bit. It's in there a little bit. A uh, guy be praised. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, but I mean, well, this is life skills. I mean, you know, life skills in Jesus. But I think at the same time, we have to be able to have certain conversations with people. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to just be like that's why you said when you it was so poignant when you was when you said uh, I defer to I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would stay. Oh man, in so church, many. If people were honest and people did yeah. say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know that like doing ministry, it's just like, yo, I don't know, bro. I don't yeah. but I'm gonna love you anyway. I'm gonna love you through like whatever, I'm gonna love you like regardless. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't have an answer for you, my G. One I don't the, have an answer. One of my men, like one of the people who disciple me, one of the best pieces of advice they ever gave me is if you don't know the answer, say, I don't know. That's a good question. Let's look into it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, being, because, shut up. <laughs> because, like, a big part, and as one, I wasn't raised in church. Like, my family was in church. Um, and then, like, around, like, 12, 13, they was like, yeah, you don't got to be here no more. So, for me, I always, church was a, I was an outsider, right? So, when I finally got to um, a relationship with God, I felt so um, included and welcome, but I never forgot that feeling of feeling like if you don't know all the things about all the parts of the Bible, all the parts of this, all the parts of that, then you're going to get excluded. So you feel kind of um, fearful to ask questions. And it's like, just think how much more effective we could be to show people our human sides. Like we are not God. Like scripture says we know and prophesy in part. That means that even at our most top IQ intellectual moments, we don't know it all. And being able to be vulnerable in front of people who need that the most to say, you know what? I don't know. Let's look it up and be consistent with that. Like that consistent follow through to be like, okay, cool. What does that look like? All right, we'll both hop on Zoom. We'll have some coffee. We'll, okay, you bring what you found. I'll bring what I found. Let's talk about it. Okay, cool. You want to do this next week? Like it's the, I think our fear as Christians is that if we don't give an answer right now, they either going to die and go to hell or their entire destiny is going to be thrown off when this is a journey. 
Like yeah. we're called to do life, which is a journey with people. So it's like, take the pressure off of yourself and be like, I don't know, child. I think that's good. I think that sometimes too, I feel like we forget that I don't know also disarms people. Like even if you thought I was like, or whomever was like this super huge theologian who knew all the things mm -hmm. ever, I think the person may like, I simply don't know right now what let, makes me more comfortable with you. So if I saw like a uh, rest in peace to a real one, but like Ravi Zacharias, right? A great apologist, just winning souls for Jesus left and right. And I'll tell him, I, and he said he didn't know something. I would be less intimidated of him. And I would want to ask yeah. him more stuff because you're not scary to me anymore. Um, and I think that we forget that. Um, and then I, when you were saying that actually about doing life with people, I think that we also forget, like you said, we, some in our minds, we think that like people are going to go to hell if we don't know the answer. We forget that someone plants the seed and someone else waters it, right? So if yeah. I don't know, someone else will, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I think sometimes we, myself included, I've done this myself, like if I don't answer this question right, they're going to go to hell. And I, I didn't go to Calvary for anybody, and so I can't send anybody to hell for not answering the question. And so I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to just make sure that we like add the definition in of you know what doing life with people is or what life, sure. life actually yeah. looks like so that way we don't you know because a lot of time we want to like we want to make sure that conceptually people get it of oh, what yeah. it is because we're talking you know to us right yeah. it's yeah. us three in this moment right we want the people who hear this to be able to know what these terms are you know the people who what what it looks like to be discipled or you know that type mm -hmm. of thing so I'll give a definition really quickly and then Ashley, you can go if you'd like. Um, so to me, life on life means people that know all the parts of Tisha, right? They know the ugly parts and the great parts. They know my struggles. They know all of me. And I hope I know all of them. And so I think that's the best way I can explain it. Like I can be vulnerable with them. I can be honest with them. Um, yeah, that's to me life on life. All the parts of me mm. all the time. I think um, when we say like life on life or doing life with each other, it means that it's more than just an event. So it means yeah. it's more than just we go to church together or or more than just I'm in this life group with um, whoever. It means like, oh, if we if, you know, when the world opened back up, child, we're going to the <laughs> grocery store together. OK, cool. I'm going with them. Oh, OK. You know, like I'm working on this project for work. I'm texting you to try to figure out what app do you use for your yeah. team, okay, because I'm having some difficulty. It means every facet of my life, like Tisha said, is connected um, to a larger community. I'm not just coming to you about questions about scripture. I'm coming to you to figure out, okay, did you use that type of watt wattage light bulb? Because when I was in your living room, um, the light looked a little bit different than the one I had. Like, it's everyday things. And outside of pandemic life, it really means making your life open to other people. So it yeah. means um, when we talk about disciple and DJ brought it up, being discipled, all it is is um, to, for, for lack of better words and for simplicity terms, being mentored, but discipleship means to look like, to be, to be transformed, yeah. to look like um, whatever is your disciple. So for example, um, the disciples that we know in the Bible, their disciple was Jesus. The goal was for them to look like Jesus. That's why our goal is to look more like Jesus. Um, but 
when we do life with each other, like our disciple, um, all of us kind of share a similar discipler. He would, we would come to his house. We would, you know, mm-hmm. study the word, but we also see how he interacted with his family. We would see, oh, okay, you know, wow, DJ in the um, living room trying to make beats for Bible verses. Um, oh, you remember seeing, that, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus today. Um, we're seeing how he's interacting with his kids, you know, so it's really just opening up your life um, to every facet to those around you. Yeah. That makes sense. Was that clear, Donald? That was clear. Um, I think that, and then even to make it more granular, um, the word community, it's having that group of people that share the similar interests. Um, and all of you guys are walking, um, walking down that path of looking more like Jesus. So this isn't, I don't want to make it like it's a crystal, like it's all good. You know what I'm saying? They see the the good, the bad. It's ugly. Yes. It's very ugly. You know, you're going to fall out with people. You're going to, you know, do real good with people sometimes. Then other times it's like, yo, I don't really, I don't really rock with that person. Like the, the, the personhood that they have. I don't, that don't really gel well with me, you know? Um, and community does that. But at the end of the day, um, you are trying to look more and more like Jesus. And I'm grateful because I'm grateful for community because we get to have conversations like this. Like we get to have, I get to throw out crazy questions or crazy ideas and they, they get it um, because they get me. Right. And so I want to ask this um, before I let y'all go, we just jumped all over the place from remember the title. (laughs) It's funny that one of the episodes I actually talked about two chains in reference to um, his work ethic. Wow, it's amazing. Like talking about Jesus. Um, let the let the record reflect. Oh Two Chain's work ethic and marketing ability is unlike any other. Two Chain's about to give me some money for this podcast. <laughs> Listen, if you're trying to sponsor a black Listen, guy, make sure to go to the crazy. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, that foundation oh goodness gracious listen um, shameless the, the grace foundation better better up some money no i'm joking but yeah just even with that like the crazy idea of like just being in community with people it was literally an idea and do it chicken and kool-aid was an idea and it's lit. you know it was lit and people were just like oh yeah i'll support you because i believe in what you do yeah. You know, but even that, Donald, you started that from doing life with people in community. You literally said, I'm about to have something in my house called chicken and Kool-Aid, where all we're going to eat is chicken and all we're going to drink is Kool-Aid. And you literally invited your community over to the house and people brought either packets of Kool-Aid or they brought chicken and we sat in your living room and we ate chicken and Kool-Aid. You built that from community. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I've forgotten. Like I thought about it, and then it just was like, "Oh, I can't. I can't do this for my birthday." Like, yeah, we are gonna raise money, you know. Um, literally, how I went in in my mind, but I have forgotten about that. But I think that like community, you are able to have those raw or just unfiltered conversations, and people get who you are. Yeah. Um, they get where you're coming from, and it's those conversations that you don't um 
it's those conversations you don't you don't get to have out with anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those times where you're just like, yo, I feel well, they can talk you off the ledge when can't nobody else talk you off. Yeah. The ledge. yeah. Like yo, I you can call and be like, yo, I'm about to send. <laughs> this is really transparent. I was literally about to send an email that was, oh, it was a scathing email. Oh, <laughs> scathing! My God, today scathing email. Um, uh, and it was just like, and I, you know, let Ashley read it. And she was like, nah, bro. It's <laughs> like, nah, bro. That ain't, woo, don't do that. Ain't the wisest. Yeah, this ain't, you know, this ain't wise, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, whoo, <laughs> I get what you're saying now, but uh, you're going to regret sending this. And, yeah. you know, it, it was the Holy Spirit. Like, yo, let somebody else read this real quick so they can tell you, uh-uh. Um, but you learn those things in community and community opens you up to opportunity, right? That's good. Um, and not just like financial gain, but just like opportunity to, uh, it was literally like being in young adult ministry, it happened because of community. Yep. It happened because I was literally at the right place at the right time. And I was like, yo, um, KSD, like, hey, bro, I want to serve. And I'm tired of sitting around. I'm used to like serving at church. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. You got a meeting on this day. And from then on, for the past like eight years, I was. Listen, <laughs> we was. Non-stop. You get what I'm saying? stop So, um, yeah, it, it goes from there. But I do want to um, ask y'all this. Um, before we end, we even went from fasting to community to discipleship. Lord Jesus. Listen. It's going to be a part two. Yeah. So I think that um, more than anything, what is something that at, with us recording this at the top of 2021, mm-hmm. what is something that you want to experience this year? Hmm. Dang. Oh, can you go first? or? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you said you you need a um i think i want to experience wholeness this year mm-hmm. um i want to experience love um, <gasps> unconditionally oh buddy um i want to you know, I you know I got my little Harlem Harlem Maxwell. You know, shout out to my nephew. Yeah, my little my little, my little dog son. Uh, but no, like seriously, you know, love unconditionally, uh, wholeness. Um, I want to experience uh, workouts. I want to experience the sun. Man, you know. Um, I want to experience God's grace even more than last year. Um, yeah, that's what I want to experience. All right. Well, that kind of helped. I think, um, definitely want to experience the sun, my God, today. Um, had to get a vitamin D supplement because we ain't been outside, y'all. Because um, <laughs> it's been quarantining. I would love to um, experience even just one fourth of the Silver Room block party. Um, oh, don't know the.
possibility, but we speak those things that be not as though they were. Um, But no, I want to experience more confidence in God, right? Like I realize um, definitely that I know the things of God, like me and God's relationship, you know, we've grown in that it's just been evidence, but it's like, are you completely confident of everything that God is? Not what he can do, not what, but who he is. Like, of course, you know, we have quite, you know, moments where it's like, I don't know, but I want to bring more confidence that I am less shaken um, of God, less shaken about God's character um, and who he is. So definitely that I want to experience um, going back to get my hair done every two weeks. Like God, I just, I want the world to completely open back up so I could do that again. Selfish. I don't, I'm not going to call it selfish. I'm going to call it um, just my heart's desire. Um but no, I, 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 I honestly feel like the biggest thing is really just wanting to experience um, greater confidence in God. Like I, I know I have like some other goals and things I want to meet um, when it comes to like my life and things like that. But I know they're all going to ebb and come from my confidence in God's character. So that's, that's like the biggest, biggest thing I want to experience this year. Um, for myself, uh, I would like to experience the freedom to be who exactly who God created me to be. I feel like I sometimes don't allow myself to see myself like in the fullness, my full, I guess, imago day, uh, <laughs> how God designed me. And so I'm excited to experience it uh, because I feel like sometimes I can like shy away from fully Letitia. And so I'm excited about God uh, leading me through like knowing, learning myself um more than I've ever learned myself um shout out to my therapist get yeah, everybody, everybody get a therapist get, get a therapist y'all it'll change your life I'm trying to tell you Jesus and therapy um but yeah I'm excited about that too I'm excited about doing the work in therapy hallelujah um I'm excited about being on the airplane again that's really fun let's do that I want to do that again I want to be on an airplane I do I want to be in the airplane and not get my die on let me make that you know? <laughs> Let's let's clear that up. I want to be on the airplane and not possibly get my die on, guys. I'm trying to live out here. Um, I make I want to experience a PJ Morton show again. I ain't been talking to PJ Morton. Can we all touch and agree? (laughs) What is it? Experience a PJ concert in person. In person, y'all. Our last in person PJ concert was together over a year ago. I was gonna say podcast listeners of the we say that all the time, but I ain't never really meant it until right now. <laughs> <laughs> podcast listeners, listen, y'all. I don't know where you live, and I'm sure this is gonna be international. Where whenever Paul Sebastian Martin Jr. comes to your country, your st- city, your state, go. 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 Quickness. We urge ye, therefore, brethren, go. <laughs> listen. And so I, I want to do that again. I'm excited about that, experiencing that. And yeah, like just being whole and just experiencing the freedom that comes with Jesus because there is freedom in Jesus. There is freedom in Jesus. Uh, there is room. That's oh, okay. okay, on that note, oh thank you guys for, <laughs> thank you for listening to Jesus in Gym Shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. I love you. Um, And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. Peace.
Love you guys. Bye.